Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 34, holy cow, of 34. Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Yeah, we're on, yes, we're on 34. Yeah. Wow, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, we're... How have you been, Pam? I'm okay. Edwin, I'm how okay. have you been? I am full of sawdust, and I feel like I'm sweating too much. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that that says there's a story behind that. There Edwin, behind what have that. you been doing? Okay, so I got inspired to make stuff after the uh, after our whole entire raised beds thing that we did for the fall. I had extra wood in the garage and I decided to make a bonafide workbench in the garage. A maker bench. Eight foot maker bench went over to the orange box store (laughs) and grabbed like a dozen two by fours and a couple of board planks and everything and spent the last three days making a workbench and a maker work area in the garage. And what did you end up doing this morning? And this morning, I made a park bench. I had to buy his turnips for him in Animal Crossing (laughs) because he was too busy making his little bench. It's not actually little. It's nice size. It's good for two and a half people. So, Edwin, how many soft wood, how many hardwood, and how many just normal wood does it take to make all those benches? A lot. In real life. <laughs> that wasn't, <laughs> if you didn't notice, that was an Animal Crossing reference. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. I... Well, it takes, it takes, it takes uh, four hardwoods. Um, <laughs> it takes at least several trees of, uh, of peach, peach trees. Which may may not get you some soft wood or normal wood. And then you're also going to need some iron, which is really hard to get apparently. <laughs> it's a crossing. very fancy workbench then. Well, that's oh, how you the get workbench was like <laughs> 30 wood, 10 hardwood, and 2 yeah. iron. It's all, no, it's, that was more like 4 iron. It's built to last. I built it to... It can, it's a little over... I would say it's a bit over-engineered, but... So, <laughs> so, be honest. Who is the amongst you two? Who do you think will use it more? Edwin. Probably. Edwin? Yeah. Yeah, this, this one, Edwin really wanted something that he could use tools on. And it's a little tall for my comfort, so I made it. Oh. I did make it short. You did make it a little, a little shorter, shorter than you than intended. Usually, yeah. But it's still going to be a little taller than I'm comfortable using, but... Which is... I think a yin to your yang kind of thing, cause cause Angela has her own crafting room, and there's like little knickknacks for you know whatever her crafting heart desires. But if she ever needs like glue of some sort or whatever, she could just swing by Edwin and be like, "Do you happen to have gorilla glue?" <laughs> <laughs> I have upgraded to the stump. <laughs> so. He's stump. no longer having to go to the town square to use the <laughs> to tool the crafting bench. He's yes. got his exactly. own stump in the garage. I made, I made achievement unlocked. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> okay, now. I'll try to take I'll take some pictures of it and see what you guys think. It's kind of it's uh I'm actually quite proud of it. Like I've never last time Edwin, I did woodworking you, was like in high school, so. Do you do you want to post these for do you want these to get posted for the Instagram so our listeners can see it? Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah. All right, and I'm the handyman. We'll put that up eventually. Is this going on <laughs> On your Instagram, or should we put it on? I'll, I'll put it on my. I'll put it on my Instagram, obviously, because people. And which see it. which one is your Instagram? Oh, at I don't remember. <laughs> oh no, you bet. Edwin. Oh boy. Re- you can try to remember before the end of the yeah. show. We'll figure that out. Can you change Instagram names? I don't think. I might so. have to make a new Instagram. Yeah, I don't. My know. other Instagram is a little bit flooded with other people's crap. So. <laughs> Which, be, are, which it. is becoming a bit more political than I want. It's, <laughs> which it's, is no politics. So yours, well, your personal. I don't know. The one that I have is your personal. Did uh, you want? Did you want that? What is it? It's just oh, your full name. Is this my full name? Uh, I will make a new one. All right. <laughs> so next episode, we'll announce where he's showing his his uh, yeah. projects off. I also put it on Twitter too. Okay. Do it. So. Actually, you know what? No, T City Sedwin. Do your own Instagram for specifically your DIY. Yeah, that's a good idea. Edwin makes stuff. Yeah, Edwin makes stuff. Edwin makes a lot of stuff. (laughs) We'll we'll see what he actually ends up naming it. Anyways, Um, there's a there's an appendage (laughs) to this story too. Is that I walked into the to the to the orange box store. (laughs) I went to the orange box store, and um. I got stopped because it was early in the morning. This early, if you don't know, um, most of the people who go to the Orange Box store, any any like big box store that sells like hardware and stuff like that, most of the people in those stores are contractors or yeah. handymen or whatever, right? So I walk mm-hmm. in there, and the the pro desk because I was trying to check out goes. Oh yeah, what uh, what's your contract? You know, what's your what's your company name? It's like, <laughs> I don't have a company. It's like, oh, um, well, do you want to sign up for our, for our you know this like loyalty thing for contractors? You know, I was like, well, I'm not a contractor. Like, oh, that's fine. We'll just put you down as handyman. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, sweet, I'll do it. <laughs> Why not? I'll be a handyman. Sure, I used to work in maintenance. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but Pam, I, okay, I just remember seeing something that you posted on Twitter yesterday, at PandaCatDragon1, um, (laughs) what's this I hear about wasps? Wasps? Well, oh, okay, so, I don't know, because, well, okay, no, well, okay, so one morning this week, I, I woke up, I needed to get ready for work, so there was no time for dawdling. And there's just this wasp just hovering around in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, That's how so could alarming. you possibly be in here? And we've, we keep on checking um, our uh, outside because wasps love, we, ha- there was, there, last year actually, there was a wasp nest that we successfully, you know, took down and we made sure that wasps couldn't enter in the house. That was last year. This year, a wasp decided to enter the rebel base. Eee. 
The rebel base. The rebel base. Now, remember, I needed to get ready. I had no time to dawdle. I did not have time to deal with this wasp flying over my head. So here I was, like, doing my ninja moves, trying to duck, straighten my hair, brush my teeth, all trying to not agitate this wasp. I'm like, okay, no. Well, and then it turns out that very next day, three other wasps were discovered. Oof. Another, another wasp, and then two dead ones. Yikes. I have a... Okay, keep going. <laughs> and then yesterday, last night, a dead wasp was... Another dead wasp was discovered on the stairs. I'm just trying to figure out. We checked, we checked the overhangs. We checked the... Um, we checked the roof. We checked outside for any opening. And we were like, I have no clue how these wasps are getting in. That's alarming. Did you find out where it was no. coming from? I had a one of my coworkers. He was he was um, experiencing a similar thing in his house. Okay. And it wasn't until. Was it was in his basement next to his um, next to his uh, electrical panel that he saw one. So he started opening up the drywall. Oh. And then when he started opening up the drywall, uh, like a horde of of wasps came out. Ooh. There was a wasp nest in between his um, his outside wall. In his in that room, right next to the electrical panel, because it was getting into where the electrical panel, the, the pipe that goes down to the to the um, electrical panel, uh huh, it was getting in there, and they were making a nest in there. Ooh, and next thing you know, he's in the, he's over the orange box store and finding raid and you know and black flag and center just like it's like spraying it everywhere. You know, closing, he was, you know, he made sure he closed the door and everything like that, but he pretty much fumigated the entire basement. That's because of that. Gotta suck. <laughs> Pam, if, if you require it, I will sterilize my uh, respirator and change the filter for you so you can uh, raid the whole place. We haven't, it's it hasn't to, come to that point yeah. yet. It's not to scare Pam or Jeff or anything yeah, like know, that, but actually, it just reminds well, me of that. To be honest, We've had to, what was the term? Bomb our house? <laughs> oh, really? Um, but I don't remember. It wasn't for wasps. It was for another pest. And I really don't remember. It, I, it was something insect related. House flies? Like me? I, <laughs> it may be for that. I don't know. It wasn't as big of a deal as wasps. Because yeah. as far as I know, flies don't stink. They're just a pest. I hate flies. But, but yeah. And uh, so now, now I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> dealing with dealing with house pets are, is never fun. No. You know, I this spring I sprayed. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. I sprayed the 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 inside of the house. And I have yet to do it in the outside of the house, which I want to do before the winter time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I know there was this one um another podcast where he did this to his house and he's never saw <laughs> He's never seen a single house fly, a single spider, a single 
whatever in his house ever since he did it. That's why I sort of got this idea of like, why don't we just like, you know, get a bunch of like ortho bug be gone and, you know, <laughs> and spray it around the house and stuff like that and then spray inside the house. Because <laughs> apparently if you do it, like you could do it once every year, you won't see like creepy crawlies anywhere. So... So this is a podcaster that did this? Yeah, this is a podcaster that did this. <laughs> I'm actually quite curious on what he did. Right, we'll, we'll have to yeah. discuss this after the show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Angela, what about you? What's going yeah. on with you? Okay. Um, I read an article actually this morning. Okay. Um, it, it caught my eye. I'll bring it up. Because getting the references right is important. There is someone who figured out the math for paradox-free time travel. Now, this person... Paradox-free? This must par- be... Paradox-free. This might be the most nerdiest thing I've heard today. <laughs> okay. All right. There is a physics student named Jermaine Tobar. I probably mispronounced that. Uh, from the University of Queensland in Australia. And he's worked out the numbers to make time travel viable without paradox. So that's a direct quote from the article. Okay. Uh, it's on... Uh, science alert. Okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure the full website. Let's see if I can get that. Yeah, it's science alert. It's got slashes in it, so it's it's weird. So www or dash science alert dash com dot cdn dot amp project dot org. It's yeah. I'm a okay. little confused by the website, but, you know, but they've, they've worked out how to do that, and they, they were using some of Einstein's uh, mathematics um, okay. and, his, and his, uh, his theory that there were existing time loops somewhere out there, um, and he found out how that would be possible, and he says one of the things with, with um, these paradox the paradox-free time travel, yeah, you could go back in time and try to prevent something, but it would basically be pointless because whatever thing you're trying to prevent or eliminate, it would manage to escape. And that's how you would not have a paradox is because you wouldn't actually be preventing or 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 uh, eliminating anything. So basically what we're talking about is like fate or whatever is like, like it tends to correct itself. It, it means, it's basically, nature cannot tolerate a paradox. Oh, nature cannot tolerate a paradox. Yeah, that's, okay. that's kind of, I heard that said somewhere, where nature, the universe cannot tolerate a paradox. So if you go back in time to do it, to try to do something, it's basically pointless. So, the, so time travel would basically mostly be useful for either setting up stuff that you have not encountered yet, like you hear that it's coming, um, and you could go back and set things up to help stop it from your future, but you can't stop something that's already in your in your present. Okay, so it's kind of like my mind is. Scene. I have a headache. So I now. think. <laughs> so I think. I think what you're talking about is kind of. It reminds me of a scene in Harry in the Harry Potter movies where. With the time turner. Yeah, it's kind of like that where you didn't. 
when they went back in time, they didn't really change anything. Right. It was basically setting up so that they could go continue their present. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, they... so there's not, it's not really changing anything. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they basically just reinforced their present actually happening. Hmm, okay. So basically, Back to the Future is just completely off. Basically, yeah, because... And episode... was Or um, Star Trek uh, Part 4 was completely <laughs> dumb with the whales. No, no, no. That, and... that was them going back in, into the past collecting a specimen and bringing it to their future so they can improve their future. They're not cha- they're not actually changing the past. Well, remember when Scotty went to that one metal company cuz they or that one yeah, one metal company, glass company. Or, I thought it was a metal company. Anyways, he was he was going back there so that they could finally get like try having them make like transparent aluminum. Right? Yeah. To house the whales inside the ship. You know, and who was it? I think it's like Dr. McCoy was saying, are you sure you really want to do that? You might change history. And he goes, well, how do you know he didn't invent the thing? Yeah, and... it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, there's there's another paradox that's in pop culture. It's like, um, it's in Doctor Who, like, who who wrote Beethoven's, Beethoven's Fifth? If If you went back in time and found out that if you were in love with Beethoven's music and um, you went back in time to meet Beethoven and found out Beethoven didn't exist and you go and recreate all of Beethoven's music, who actually wrote Beethoven's fifth? It's that My head hurts. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of... It's- Wibbly wobbly time you want me to Yeah, so it's, it's basically the universe will not allow a paradox to actually exist. So if you go if you go back in the past, you're better off trying to research history and, and get the facts right from history than trying to change anything that happened. So, like, anything dealing with like any assassination, you can't you can't change you can't it. Prevent it. Yeah, you can't prevent it. Something can't would prevent. get yeah, something would get in your way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If, Too bad we now, can't test this theory out. Yeah. <laughs> because I, was about, I would yeah, like I was about to go to say, guy, this sounds like a very new let's say theory. Yeah. yeah or cause, whatever. Cause it's kind that of, I would like to ha- I would like to see it tested and it it'll be interesting just to, to see if it could if it holds Yeah. Because if I was, I mean, I, okay, I was thinking of like a like, um, okay, like the candy assassination, right? If I was in the book depository and just sitting there waiting for, for I forgot what his name is, Oswald, right? Mm-hmm. And I okay. shoot him first before he could shoot the other. You would find out that Oswald wasn't the killer. You'd find out that Oswald else. without the killer, right? Mm-hmm. So it really puts rest to this. Third gunman at the grassy knoll, or second gunman at the grassy knoll theory. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. Like, if what actually happened, we will we will never know, 
because yeah. you could go back in history and and shoot the person, but that person would ultimately survive it because they had to survive to get to wherever it was they actually died. And if you stop them from from performing that action, you might would prove that they didn't actually perform the action. But someone else did. But someone else did. I proved that there was a second gunman. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> all all you would be doing is going back in history to learn the correct history. That's all that time travel would really be useful for. I'd love to see that theory. If like, anyone wants I want to see to, If anyone wants to watch anything time travel, but not in depth like like Doctor Who or whatever, Umbrella Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and it all circles and back discuss to Umbrella Academy. It. I'm still waiting for that person. I still haven't turned on Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Well, the reason why I bring it up is because it has to deal with what you were talking about, Edwin. That certain event. I was thinking about what was it, eleven twenty two sixty three? That that one uh, Stephen King. Uh, oh. Um, produced or written like show in uh, on I forget what. I see it on Hulu all the time. It's, so. Mm. It's, uh, if if someone's interested in in reading the actual about the actual math and science that that they're putting into that research yeah i highly recommend finding the article on science alert yeah yeah we're really we're really interested in that whole we're doctor who fans and the the mathematics and the physics and just the whole study of time travel just really interests us and we would (laughs) we are welcome to your opinion on or if you have articles to further this research or contradict it we're open to reading it. Please just, email it to dungeontiners at gmail.com. Yep. Um, just a side note, right? Uh-huh. I just want to say that Star Trek didn't do time travel right. And mainly because every time they went faster than the speed of life, wouldn't they actually travel back in time if they were pra- traveling in the speed of light? That's <laughs> not... Was? That's... Is it that the whole Einstein theory? If you're traveling with more than the speed of light, you would actually go back in time because you're... That's an excellent question. One which we should discuss next time we have a nerdy discussion. <laughs> Why don't... Yeah, I'm going to brush up some, some terminology and math yeah. equations before I can even delve into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, when you put X as a variable for... Blah, blah, and... Oh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of next time, next episode... Is not going to be a normal ec- episode uh, for you, our listeners, our you. friends, family, and followers. Next episode, we will be having our D and D character duel. It's a special episode. Yeah, so we'll. It, it's gonna be fun. I, I enjoy playing the game. I enjoy battles in the game. We we love playing D and D. Like except it's an for except for we've gone through two two sessions. Without me actually that's, scorching a thing, that's not setting my missiles fault. at a thing. That's not my fault. <laughs> or that's not my fault. Throwing fire at a thing. That's Edwin. This <laughs> wizard is very curious. He wants, way too much. He wants too to, much. He wants to kill a thing to dissect, basically. Well, if he's not curious about something else, he wants to set something on fire. Yeah. And we're just not to that point yet, Edwin. Yet. Your I'm moment surprised. will shine. 
<laughs> I'm surprised that uh, was Aurora. Uh -huh. No, Willow. No. Willow, the savvy one. The, no, the rogue. And our Willow. Willow, yeah, hasn't wanted to like poke a thing because she's always wanting to like stab a thing. Well, she's either stabbing she or she's hasn't, drunk. She hasn't said anything about That's stabbing. That's because she's last time she was drunk. <laughs> she's a pirate. It's she's, her pirate, so she's, she's, she's either, a very yeah, rich you, pirate, apparently. She's either you guys. Yeah, so if you guys want to have uh, like recollect on who is dueling who, check out episode thirty-three. The entertainment section is basically us introducing our characters, and man, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to let me tell you a thing pam oh. you have a question hang on i have the question hold on hold on is that really a thing what do you mean by that pam what's your what? question okay so i have been um going shopping that's what i do in my downtime i shop and being a geeky person that i am I'm shopping for accessories for my for my electronics really, both my cell phone and my iPod. And I'm I don't I don't know if it's become an obsession yet, but I was just curious, is there such a thing as having way too many accessories for your electronics? This is Pam's Filipino side coming out. How is this How is this How is this thing? How is this a Filipino when I was in the Philippines, you wouldn't believe how many stores were like, like cell, like smartphone accessory stores, and there was a bunch of Filipinos. I have my my cousin over in the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. She must have had like twenty five different cases. Okay, so it's not me. <laughs> so it's not just you. I'm beginning to think it's like an Asian thing because I like even in Japan and Korea, like. They're all about like accessorizing their. It's like a fashion statement, you know, for their phone. Because I believe it. It's like I believe it. Like, <laughs> was it like you know way back when it was purses for women, you know, like in terms of like or shoes that sort of thing, where it's like you it had to coordinate with whatever that you wear, you know. Maybe I'm stereotyping here just a little bit, but <laughs> okay. but I still remember my my mom and my aunts had like multiple different purses. <laughs> you know so you know i think it's like the way that we're doing it's like today's purse or today's shoes you know where it's like now the shoes and the purse are still big so big okay yeah, anyways <laughs> like you know like your phone has to match your outfit or it has to be like how you feel that day i feel like a sparkly case or a black case because i'm moody today i don't know i but... feel personally attacked <laughs> So I I I do see what you mean, where it's kind of a matter of of fashion and accessorizing, like matching your phone to you. I can see how that's a thing. Um, I do think there is a such thing as too many phone accessories, um, particularly if you're trying to use multiple accessories on the on the same case. I think then you run into issues, but I think. Yeah, I, I can understand the viewpoint of, hey, I want a couple different cases to kind of either accessorize with what I'm wearing or kind of match my mood. I've, I, It's kind of, you know, if you've got this thing with you all the time, 
and you want it to look different. I mean, I understand you wanting multiple cases to to help it look how you want it to and different accessories to go with each case. I remember when I first got my when I first got when I first got my first cell phone, right? And it was like one of those Motorola, like old school Motorola's with a flip down the to thick, get, yeah, thick um, ones. yeah, the, the thick ones, like the gray brick ones, yes. right? No, ex- okay. When we were talking about accessories for those, it was like a car charger, a desk charger, that sort of thing, right? And then I think it was like when I first, when I went to a Nokia, that's when the accessories started to happen. <laughs> because oh because of the stickers and the dangly things or whatever yeah hold on you hear that yes Edwin I hear that so yeah I mean when I first got my Nokia that's when the accessories happened like first time I ever, ever saw something with accessories um, there used to be a kiosk over at Ridgedale where you could buy like different uh, skins for your Nokia phone, <laughs> and and then I didn't really think much of it until my uh, my cousin uh, from the Philippines came over and he had Nokia phones, right? And he was wanting to look at. He was like, "Hey, let's go to a to a so let's go to a you know." You know, to a cell phone store. I want to get a new face. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is so funny. I remember this. <laughs> you know, so we went over to Ridgedale and we saw, he was like looking at like the kiosk. He was like, oh, this looks good. You know, I wonder if this is for my phone, right? And I think he must have bought like four of them or five of them <laughs> or something like that. And he would like change them out. I was like, I was really, I was really fascinated by this because all I had was like this. Nokia phone that was like in its, you know, black with like a leather case, right? Right. And that was it. So now today, it's not just like that. It's not just like your skins or something like that. Like some, you know, like. In oh, your, there's, in your cases. there's a ton of accessories. There's, there's a ton. There's the dangly things. There's the pop sockets. I'm wearing, I, my pop socket is a Princess Leia. And I have like 10 other pop sockets. I might have an. I might have a collection of <laughs> pop sockets and it's pop sockets are the only way that I accessorize my phone because the case that I use for my phone, my phone is not an iPhone. It's an Android phone. Um, but I like using these like hard. They're the hard, the hard, uh, the hard cases, the silicone type. Oh, Those are yeah. the only cases that I entrust with my phone. So, yeah, like what do I have? I think I just have like a, I just have like the Samsung Note 10 case, you know, that was specifically built for the phone because it had like a little, he had a, he had a kickstand. Yeah. And that was, Mine is, yeah. Mine says Tech 21. Which is a good personally, case. Personally, I like having a hard, a hard, a hardy phone case with the silicone, um, cover on top of that yeah. so it's a less less scratching but if if your phone falls it's a less likely that your phone will break but here's the thing right there were cases i remember when i was trying to find a case for my phone 
there are cases out there that aren't even like going to protect your phone. They're just there as to be pretty. Yeah. To be pretty. It's like yeah, you know, and it's like what? But they're like they're they're like ten dollars, fifteen dollars for these cases, right? Which isn't really there to protect. It's just to skin your phone, right? right? To looking to look something different. I mean, I understand that it's supposed to be more aesthetic than than a, than like an added protection for your phone. I think for for your for your phones and for your other small um, portable devices such as uh, like gaming, like portable gaming consoles, like Nintendo Switch or or whatever, or your iPods. I honestly think that investing in a hardcover case of some sort is a very smart investment and you look good if if i could get away with it i wouldn't even put a case on my phone my i don't like cases even especially like when like if they ever come out remember that i had a samsung galaxy s5 and it was a rugged version of the S5. Guess what? I didn't put a case on it. Right? But when I got the next phone, my next phone after that, and it was so fragile, I was I was pretty much like, I gotta put a case on this. Like if Isn't they ever seems... make if they ever make like a rugged version of a phone, like if they ever make a rugged version of like a note, <laughs> I get if it. Nokia in a heartbeat. comes back. <laughs> yeah, or if Nokia. I mean, it's like I I like the rugged phones, and I'm so I I can't believe they nobody really makes them anymore. I'm pretty sure if they made a rugged version of a phone, you'd make me get one. I'm a little bit um, my fingers are a little slippery. <laughs> well, you did pretty well with that phone. That yeah, going pretty well, pretty good. It just seems like as the phones like update or there's a new version of a phone, they just keep on getting thinner. Well, I hate it. Really hard to hold on to. I hate it. I hate the stupid thin thing because, yeah, like the reason why I drop my phone in my face every night (laughs) was because because it's so thin. Like there's nothing to really hold on to, and then it's so thin that you know you know the Samsungs have like like the the bezel bezel, like screen thing like the I forgot what they call it, but like infinity or whatever, but. I keep clicking on things because of my fat fingers <laughs> on the side. And I, it's just um, like, holy crap, stop. I, <laughs> my husband and I always invest on like a screen protector. It's 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 nice. It has a smoother touch to it. And I like how it protects the actual screen itself. But the thing is, though, there are times when I would touch an area of the screen. But for some odd reason, the cell phone would think that I am touching the one that's right next to it. Very close, but not on the thing that I want to actually touch. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some screen protectors that are like that. I get it. This is first world problems. I get it. <laughs> you know? Let's not kid ourselves, right? We're... Do you? Okay. <laughs> so back, to, back to the main point, though. Oh, Pam, you were going to ask something. Well, I was just wondering, do you guys use the um, belt clips at all? I wish those things would no. come back. Like they don't make one for my phone, unless I get like a like a like a OtterBox, yeah, or something a very like that. Case. Yeah, OtterBox is the name of my case. But it like it doesn't make sense for for smartphones because of that screen. 
it made right. a total sense for like flip phones way back in the day. Yeah. Right. In fact, I I get a little. There's this person at my work who still sports out a flip phone. Right. That he's my age, works. and he sports out a, a flip phone. That still and works. It, it still works, and guess what? He would never go to a smartphone. He's got one of these ruggedized like, like, like they look like they look like they belong on a construction site, you know. And he's had it forever. <laughs> yeah. Again, rugged is best. Rugged is good, especially I, for electronics because we drop our phones. I do. I do have to say that I do remember. I don't remember who manufactured the phone, but I remember the phones that the screen would kind of like. It, it's not a flip phone, but it slides up, and at the bottom of it is a keyboard. Oh, the oh, oh the sidekick. Oh, sidekick. I loved. I had one for a. There was while. actually there were actually different different uh, companies that made that. There, there was a uh, there was a one of my one of my first HTC phones when HTC just came to the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. they had that, and that was the coolest thing I've ever saw in my life. Yeah, I I had a sidekick phone for a for a little while, and I absolutely loved that thing. You remember how upset I was when I had to switch my phone after that one, right? Oh yeah, when we had to we had yeah. to switch uh, uh switch oh, yeah. carriers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, was... Oh yeah, my husband my husband knew my outrage when that that keyboard feature, the physical keyboard feature, went away. I was like, I I miss the actual feel of a keyboard. And I'm not the one that does text talk. I like making full-blown sentences because yeah, I me like too. typing. Yeah. Me too. But it's just, it's just the, it's just the whole. You're taking this happiness away from me. Why would you do that? And then it's the same thing with iPods too. It was less of the that wheel thing or whatever. Yeah. I blame now Apple. Now everything, now everything's touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Apple because Which... everybody else is, everybody else is a. Uh, is following Apple's lead when it comes to this sort of thing. And it's like, Darn it, Apple. why? Like, I would love to have these, like, tactile, like, keyboards, you know, that barely look like... The only thing I like about phones these days is the reason why I got a note was they brought back the stylus. Mm-hmm. And I got to say... Yeah. Using a stylus on a phone still makes perfect sense. Like, Palm did a right thing about styluses. Because I don't know how many times I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm sitting there just taking notes down on my on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I've, like, a lot of the people at my work, like, went to a note. They dropped their Apple iPhones and went to a note. The first time they saw me, like, write notes on my phone. And I understand, and I understand the manufacturer side of things that it's just more material for them that they need to work with. That just if you put everything on and on the touchscreen, oh, it's less stuff that they need to order and fiddle around with. But the thing is, though, if your screen goes, everything goes. Oh yeah, it's the same thing with battery. The reason why I don't like some of the phones these days is the battery can't be taken out. Yeah. Because if the battery dies, you can't take a charge. Guess what? You better go and. Right. Well, back <laughs> back to the original point. Is there such thing as too many as too many phone accessories? Oh yeah, let's Ult- go back. <laughs> ultimate answer. Yes, but there's not 
really a problem with having multiples of certain accessories. There's there's such thing as too many. There's a certain there's a such thing as too much anything. But with with phone accessories, you know, depending on your personality, I think having a few extras is just fine. You know what happens when okay, when I listen to to phone like like Android Central and all these other podcasts that talk about smartphones. Uh-huh. Every single time a new smartphone comes out, right? And I saw this the biggest time I've ever saw this was when they change connectors on phones. Ugh. For instance, right? As soon as they got rid of the 3.5 millimeter jack, everybody had a cow about it. Because they could no longer use their some of their accessories like their like their headphones that they love so much or mm-hmm. their or their uh you know their headsets that or their cars their auxiliary jacks on their cars they couldn't use those anymore right mm-hmm. it was all about the accessories that that they already had and then when the 3.5 millimeter jack went away they couldn't use those accessories anymore they had to get another accessory just to to keep their accessories to keep their accessories Apple has a problem with this because every single time they change phones or they give a new phone, right? Something changes. Something changes. They were the first ones who got who who left, you know, took out the 3.5 millimeter jack. They changed the the ports mm-hmm. on their phones from one thing to another. They don't like backward compatibility with anything, you know. And I would say so as samsung tried to hold out but remember our old phones like the lgs with Uh those accessories that you can buy for like like i want to have a better you know headphone jack or whatever right Mm -hmm. they got rid of that thing like a bad load of asphalt (laughs) on their next phone because because number one the accessories were too expensive and if you did buy a new lg g6 those things wouldn't work with it yeah. You know, so there is a pro, I think to me, when it comes to phone accessorizing, there's so many accessories out there for, for certain phones, not enough for other phones. And then when you buy a new phone, it's no longer compatible. It's no longer compatible with that, that so, accessory. That's so to maybe, me is a big so problem. So maybe as a way that it, it is okay to have X amount of accessories, just be mindful that. If yeah. there's a new version of your phone, your accessories might not be able to be to work. Yeah, yeah. and and your and when you get a new phone, all those cases that you got, if you've got a bazillion cases, the moment you get a new phone, those aren't gonna fit. Yeah, there's, so, yeah, it's amazing. You open up like like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or or anything, right? There's people selling their old cases, their old accessories for their then, old phones. But then, what's the point? What's the point of what? Of having old phones that will not work with the newer phones. Old accessories that will not work, you mean? Well, yeah. There's some people who hesitate to move on to the new phones. Like, my phone is... Is S9? Yeah, 9 Plus. S9 Plus. Yeah. So, I'm sure there's a new version out there, and it'll probably be another new version out before I get a new phone. Yeah. But there's there's people like me out there who wait for a really long time before they change up their phone. Yeah, you'll wait until your phone completely 
dies. Well, until and, it's goofing up on enough stuff that it's... Stuff. A, yeah. yeah. As for so, me, I mean, I have to keep up with this sort of thing because, you know, like... Like, even, like, anybody who's in IT or, like, in my IT department, we get a new phone, like, every two years because of the technology that's in there. We have to figure out how to support these things for the people who get them. So, my my final question, and then we can move on. <laughs> um, what accessories do you guys have? <laughs> do you? Is it just one case? That's Ooh. it. Lots of USB-C cable, cables. I yeah. for for me it's mostly just the one case. I used to have a screen protector on it, but um, there ended up bubbles on it, and I just got two oh, bubbles, no, yeah. that's not the bu- that's not what happened. Mine was like a solid screen protector thing, and it lost its stick. Little bits of dust got oh, underneath the edges no. where the glue yeah. is, and it just kept popping off. Do we never like replace that? We never replaced the last oh, we, one. We, we got frustrated. One. We got frustrated. <laughs> No, COVID hit. We couldn't go back and get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, COVID hit, Best Buy closed, or the big blue and yellow store. The blue and yellow store. The blue and yellow store. The blue and yellow store. Okay. And Evan, how about your accessories? (laughs) Yeah, so my accessories are mostly just the case right now. Though my last phone, I had a pop socket. Another phone, I had a little dangle on it. So I do like to dress them up when I can. It's just this one I never bothered to. Because I like the kind of lilac color of it, and the case it is a nice of, one. The yeah, the case kind of matches it. Um, See, so yeah, I I just never really bothered to get any other accessories. It has one of the best cameras during when it came out. Yeah. The camera is still pretty good. It is still pretty good. Yeah. Hey Edwin, what about your accessories? So you have a ton of USB. USB. I've got, I've got a lot of USB C cables. I do have. A wireless charger on my desk at work. Okay. You have a wireless charger here. Here, next to my bed. You have Bluetooth. You have Bluetooth uh, earbuds. Yep, I got Bluetooth earbuds. Oh, I do have a Bluetooth device, um, but it's not specifically for this one phone. But notice something, right? The accessories that I get work if I buy a new phone. That's good. Right? Because USB-C is not coming in, you know, USB-C is going to be sticking around for quite a bit. Bluetooth earbuds can work with any phone, right? Okay. Yeah. Wireless yeah. charger, Qi, Qi charging works for a lot of phones. Right? Okay. The only thing that this phone, you know, will... Oh, my gosh. I hate these mics. Ah! Did you move it or something? Yeah, I moved. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Anyways, the the only thing that if I if I got rid of this phone that would not work with another phone is the case. Got yeah. Right. Okay. And that's it. If you know, I can find a different. You know. Oh my gosh, this, this mic's this headphone it's... jack stinks. Okay. Those are... There we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, anyways, the um, yeah. So it's that's it. But other than that, you know, if I got rid of this phone, like in the next year, okay, you know, it would not be as painful. It won't be as painful because I bought this case for like fifteen bucks. So, so <laughs> to be mindful when you dress up your phone, just make sure they they act like clothes. You can only wear them until you grow out of them. 
Or until they wear out. Until they eat. Yeah. yeah if... Until they die. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this? One of our cars has a has a Qi charger, right? Yeah. That's built into the car. Yeah. My phone won't work with it. Mine does, though. Yours does. Ha <laughs> ha. Because that car yeah. was built. That car was built when phones were a little smaller. A little smaller than my big, oh. like seven-inch freaking huge screen. Yeah. Though I I find it very helpful, especially if I'm having to GPS my way somewhere and I've already got it plugged in on my phone. Yeah. I think I should probably invest in that. That's the only accessory that I don't have, and that's a smart investment. A car, a cell phone holder for your car. Maybe that's something that I should probably work in. In Because of of that, the GPS. Me, I'm like, I just read the instruction, but like, I hope I remember. (laughs) In the state of Minnesota, it is illegal for you to hold your phone while you're driving. Right. And in the state of California, you have to have a car, uh, uh, a phone holder. That's oh, visible. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right? All right. <laughs> so we've geeked out enough about our phones, I think. Moving on. <laughs> all right. So we had a contest a while back picking our marble winners. And the, and the winner of said contest would be free to choose our next... Uh, restaurant that we ate at uh and pam you won that contest and you found you found a place that had patio seating that opened up early enough where we could beat the crowds yes patio patio Patio. i think it's a patio for some reason never mind (laughs) (laughs) okay so so pam what is the restaurant that we ate at hold on Oh, fine. We have, bumper. we have to have a bumper. Fine. <laughs> but regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Angela's in a hurry right now because she's got a game in like in an hour. A, D, a we'll D&D it, game. We'll, we'll so I'm also like a little rush, hungry. She's rushing through this podcast. I'm also a little hungry. <laughs> And also, she's hungry. So, okay. So, the restaurant that I chose, the name is Good Day Cafe. And it's um, it's located along a highway in Golden Valley. And um, uh, this is actually, this ha- this isn't really new for me, but it was new for you guys. Oh, yeah. It was. And, I had, and um, I'd seen it many times, but I'd never been in it. Oh, I, oh, it's a hit with, you know. Me and my family. Um, every time someone were were to uh, like visit from out of out of state, we would bring it to Good Day Cafe because I really like their. It's it's mostly like a, a like a breakfast brunch restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, all their um, all their uh, like their menu eggs items and their meats are all locally sourced. Yep. Um. They're all they they try to you know uh, do like gluten free and organic stuff. Um, not quite they do vegetarian, but I'm not quite sure about vegan options. Um, let's just say it, Pam. Just say it. What? Just say it. What? It's a it's it's a it's a very you know hippie. It's a little hipsterish kind of place. <laughs> 
But you have it's, to admit, it's something that I would. Place, you guys like this. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, like it's a, it's one of those places where I would expect it to be like in uptown or in the Seward neighborhood of Minneapolis, where you know, like, you know, you know, peace, love, and you know, and universal type things, you know, happening, right? I mean. Which is not, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> okay, because fine. Yes, Edwin. Yes, <laughs> you got it there. They had avocado toast for pizza. <laughs> Which I have yet to try. Um, so, so yeah. So, this is your first, guys. And just so you know, they are very COVID mindful of it. Oh, yeah. They do have patio. They have limited seating. Um, and on top of that, they're... Uh, what was it? Their air circulation system? Yeah, they whatever. They went and upgraded their yeah, air it's circulation. Hospital like, grade. Yeah, they they went they went above and beyond to try to keep their patrons as safe yep, as possible. Yep, and there's there's of course there's hand sanitizers everywhere. Their servers wear masks. They're taking. I I think that they are they they do they do try to take care. Yeah, and and it it made me okay. happy to see that they were taking it seriously. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, it really fits their their environment. Their what they're sort of pushing as like as their character. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I work in a. I mean, I work for a for a co- grocery co op for pizza, right? Like, I'm sure they they would go to they would go to like my grocery store or a grocery like mine if they ran out of ingredients, kind of thing. Okay. And I, it's that it's that character. It's the you know, it's that you know, their was it their message in a sense where they're trying to take care of their patrons. They're trying to be healthy. Like a lot of the stuff on their menu is was I mean, it's it's like stuff that they're very mindful of the ingredients that they're using. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I do appreciate that because, you know, it's, if I'm going to, if I want to, it's like one of those places where I can take out, like, I want to eat, you know, like healthy breakfast or brunch. I'd go to that place like in a heartbeat. It's really good. <laughs> so. Cool. So, um, yeah, I think the only com- complaint is the day that we actually went, it rained before. Yeah. Yeah, so things, and, things were a little wet. Yeah, it that was the only complaint, and it didn't help that we were there right when they opened. So yeah, that they, they didn't they didn't really have the time to actually, you know, wipe down the uh, the, the chairs down. Furniture. Were we there when they when they just opened? Yeah, we, I saw patrons in there already before we. Oh, went. Yes. we 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 got there like five minutes after it opened. Oh, there were people already there. Um, but there weren't there weren't a whole lot of people like there no, was wasn't one full. other table set up at the patio, uh, but yeah they had to wipe down our table and our chairs before. Yeah, we, we sat were the down. first on the on their patio. I think we were oh. actually the second ones. Oh, there was we? another. Oh, okay. yeah, we there were... was another like there was a a guy with his kids there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. But... And then I think I think a, ter- a third table was seated while we were there. Yep. Yeah. The so this is just to say. It's a pretty popular joint. Yeah. So um, what we ordered, let me see here. Uh, looks like I ordered, was it a, like a souffle omelet? 
Yeah, I think you got a souffle omelet. And it was like a had mushrooms and spinach, and with a serving of breakfast potatoes. And that's 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 my go-to. I I tried. I always try to say, okay, we'll try something new, but that's just my go-to. <laughs> my husband hates mushrooms, so whenever there's a place that serves mushrooms, I'm all for it. <laughs> So you guys don't keep like a like a basket of mushrooms in your (laughs) your house. Yes, and then so and then my husband ordered the ham and brie omelet, also with breakfast potatoes. And it and you made a comment, Edwin, that how it's interesting on how I don't know if it was on your guys's plates, but on both my husband's and I and mine, they had onion. Yeah, they like they use it as like a garnishment. It was like fried onions or something, <laughs> which wasn't bad. Like I, I actually, I felt like it really didn't. It wasn't really necessary. So it, it, it was neither a boon nor a burden in the dish. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't necessary to have it on there. But uh, you know, it's almost like one of those things where it's like I got a ton of onions. I got to figure out what to do with that kind of thing. Oh, granted, I don't know. <laughs> I, I ate mine, and it, you oh, know, yeah. it didn't make or break it it was just there to eat it was just there <laughs> i love onions i'll eat it like that and edwin, so what did you guys order edwin what did you get i got this like oh, i forgot it was, it was a while back ago it was a salmon oh, it was yes. smoked salmon oh I'll, uh king salmon it was a it was a king salmon benedict yes yes it was good and I got the lemon ricotta. (laughs) I got the lemon ricotta pancakes. Yeah, yeah. And what what did you think about that? Okay. Um, my pancakes. See, I I went with pancakes because classic, a a twist on classic breakfast foods. Um, I got them with over easy eggs. Um, honestly, neither was terribly exciting. I had to eat the eggs quickly so they wouldn't do that whole. Um, the the weird thing that eggs do when when they start to coagulate after they've been cooked, but you know they get cold really fast. So I had to eat the eggs first, and I was eating yeah. the pancakes, and I was really wishing that I had gotten like a breakfast sausage or something to go with it to break up the pancake taste because the pancakes they were they were a little on the creamy side. Uh, they were fluffy, they were a little creamy, and they definitely had that lemon to it. But it really, really needed something to break it up. Yeah. So overall, um, I gave mine, I think, a 16. Because they were really good pancakes, I just wish that there was something to break it up. Something salty, okay. something more savory. It's just something. I'd, yeah. It, a burst of something to break it up. That's... Yeah. Okay. So that's... I haven't... Oh, sorry. No, that's... I was just going to say that's my thoughts on mine. <laughs> Okay, Edwin, what are your thoughts on yours? Oh, I get mine an 18. In fact, I'm really getting hungry about it right now. <laughs> like, I want it right now. And if and if Angela didn't have to do her her podcast and it was still in the morning, I'd probably say, hey, let's go over to <laughs> Good Day Cafe so I can get my Salmon Benedict. So, uh, what grade? <laughs> like, what score would it get? Oh, 18. Oh, oh, sorry, 18. It was an 18. Yeah, definitely. The only fault I give it was it wasn't enough. <laughs> Yeah, you finished yours, didn't you? Yeah. 
think about eggs benedict to me any kind of benedict mm-hmm. it seems like there's just not enough of it I'm like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean uh, the you, price you i paid for it you did like, help finish off my pancakes so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right pam what did you and jeff give your dishes oh at 19 19 Yes. Oh yeah, that was nineteen for both of you, wasn't it? That was nineteen for both of me. Yes. So, so the only reason I that it's not a perfect twenty was the experience of sitting on white uh, on wet lawn chairs. <laughs> it could have just been just the whole entire day that was kind of ruined <laughs> for me, but um, but yeah, I mean, what I like about their portions is that it's the souffle omelets aren't heavy. Excuse me. And I'm able, I was able to finish everything. And that doesn't always happen because uh, typically for a breakfast for the both of us, we're not, we don't really eat a huge breakfast. So every time we go to like another, like a breakfast place, sometimes we just need to be mindful of not ordering too much. But when you go to Good Day Cafe, the portion sizes are perfect. Yeah, I I think I made a comment, a question when I was there. It's like, these aren't like manhole pancakes, are they? Yeah, you, yeah, you asked at, that right when we were ordering off the menu. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I was looking at the price and I was like, wow, these look like, what was it, like the other restaurant I went to with manhole pancakes? You know, it's like, these are, are these huge pancakes or something? No, they're just they're just fancy. Yeah, this was before it hit me that we were in like in a like farm to table, you know, like organic, locally sourced place. So Yep. Yep. So and then again it could be a little bit about bias on our end too, because we we just like we like the place. (laughs) It's a good place. It's a good place. It's a good place uh, to bring a family. It was also ranked high of taking like a business luncheon to um I don't next know, it's 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 Oh, we're doing a challenge. We're, we're, we're not... doing <laughs> we're doing a challenge, and this is going to be the this is for the episode after our duel. Okay. Okay. So, for the challenge, I want a food that has a citrus fruit as the star of it. Doesn't matter what citrus fruit. It doesn't matter what kind of dish. It could be savory. It could be sweet. It could be a salad. But I want the citrus to be the star. I have a fruit in mind. But I don't know what to do with it. And I'm trying not to make it a dessert. Because every time every time we say fruit, <gasps> it's a dessert or something like that. Uh, no, there's, no, there's one. Wanna... I got one that's not even a... I've got one in my head right now that's not even a, a dessert. Yeah, so... So, so yeah, I, I just want citrus as the star. Hmm. Okay, you're on, Angela. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've talked about food, let's get our let's get our brains off food for just a moment. And... I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> for Edwin's sake. <laughs> let's 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 have a story time. Story time. Hold on. Ah. All right. 
<laughs> now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Well, last time we talked about stories, we heard about uh, Erzan and Helja and Muggsy and Aurora and Willow uh, discovering that their new ally is the sister of their enemy. Well, they, while they were in her presence, uh, she did prove herself to be more or less trustworthy as she willingly offered up her spell focus and she clearly was unarmed and she answered all the questions they posed to her well to the best of her ability they had other questions as they roamed around and they found that their guide used to actually work and live in the castle that they're about to storm i suppose is the best word for it well, they asked questions and discovered that there were dangers that even he was unaware of. He gave them as best of advice as he could, but there was just too much he didn't know and too big a gap, too big of a gap for him to be able to fill in. And so our intrepid adventurers realized they were going to need some help. And so Erdon, uh went against his usual judgment and called for the devas that had helped them in the past, the friend and the keeper. He made a request that they send uh, reinforcements to help protect the town because if, if they fail their mission, they were sure that the town would be in immediate danger. And so they were granted that uh, protection for the town. He went back and let them know, and the others decided, ah, the devas, perhaps we can call on other devas we haven't met. So Helja called for the, called for a deva of her own deity and requested assistance, which, well, they had to learn the rules of it, but they were eventually granted protection for what uh, they ended up describing as a suicide mission. <laughs> well, that put some limits on, on their ability to help, but they were granted assistance. Then others, other devas were called on to hopefully assist, and that assistance was granted. But still, they insisted they need more help. So, against everyone's better judgment... They decided they need to call on Pepper and her two bodyguards, who are Fey Devas, because they would be free of the Astral Devas rules. So they called her back in, and she returned, confused as ever, but her Devas were with her, and since she would be accompanying them, they would have to provide her protection, and not the same kind of protection as a, uh, as a Astral Deva on a for a suicide mission because, well, she's kind of their princess, so they have to protect her. However, I'm afraid there's one little thing they forgot to put in, to uh, take into account, but I can't tell you that because that's for another story. I just want to say something. <laughs> yes. This was a homebrew rule that I made up. What just now? <laughs> no, the, the whole, whole like they couldn't they, they can't be they can't get involved until until someone gets hit. So that means that if some 
Right. Hopefully, with fingers crossed, uh, they go into this battle and nobody gets insta-killed right away. Because that would just defeat the purpose of, like, the devas at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting what happens because we've gone out for two sessions without nothing, no yes. encounters at all. See, I had an encounter planned and then you all started freaking out and deciding decided to start preparing for your suicide mission who's i just wanted to go and storm the castle that was me (laughs) okay that was me i was like i was just like let's go where's this guy who's gonna lead us into the castle right let's just go right yep who was everyone's like oh no 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 let's plan this out and da 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 and i'm sitting there going like to we're Mr. Daring Wizard. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna get into an encounter. I had a feeling that we were supposed because you I was talking to you about it even before oh, yes, the that, session and I was like, en- there's gotta be the encounter. I guess this is the encounter. Let's go and storm the castle. The encounter and- <laughs> is still going to happen. I just have to modify it to uh give a challenge to uh how many Davas are you all bringing see, we just along? see here's the thing. I don't think in my head during this whole time, and I didn't really know how to express it as the character, but I had a feeling that, you know, outside the game, there's no way that that the DM, Angela, would insta-kill us going through the castle. And then when we were starting to summon all these devas, I was like... Well, Great. Okay. Okay. The thing is, though, now that Angela, well, now that the DM knows that we got these reinforcements coming in, she could still tweak. She's going to tweak it. for it to be think, still difficult. Here's the thing I think we made it a lot more complicated. Oh no! Was... Oh no! You gave me something new to work with. Exactly. <laughs> she had it set. I don't think we're gonna get killed or anything like that. But now we have a better chance of getting killed. Well, you don't know because... that. You don't know that. Well, she's giggling over here as a Edwin? as a DM. Okay. Edwin, beware the smiling DM. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is, is that. I don't think. I think the reason why we were we're calling in for reinforcements is because you have to be mindful that we don't have a cleric, and and we have only what three death saves before our characters completely kaput. Yeah, but also we in, don't have any healers. Keep There's in mind, one revivify spell and that my paladin has. That's why I was trying to grab like greater healing potions. Hang on. Isn't there? Isn't there also a raised dead scroll that someone has? Yeah, you've not, got a. Uh, not me. I think Muggsy's got a. I scroll think I have to, that scroll. It's a raised dead scroll. But see, <laughs> okay, my paladin is showing. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> this might be. Here's the thing. I oh. I get what 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 Jeff was saying. Where I think <laughs> it's like I think it's like uh like post traumatic because of what I put you guys through. Oh, absolutely. With the dragons <laughs> and the the what, ship. What was the challenge rating? And all of... you guys all fainted. Y- yes. <laughs> you, you caused expectations to be built up, and now you're acting on those expectations. My paladin 
my paladin. That was her time to shine. And because the dragons wouldn't wouldn't land, she could not hit anything. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes. Yes, it's personal. So yes, Edward, it's your fault that they're overprepared and not wanting oh. to just storm the castle. I wanted to storm the castle. Muggsy wanted to storm, storm the castle. Well, but Muggsy it's Edward's wouldn't. fault that nobody wants to storm the castle just yet. <laughs> Only I will point out again, there is something you all forgot to take into account, and I can't tell you what because now I get to play with that. I think I know what it is, but... Eh, we'll be fine. <laughs> I think we were fine before when we had. When we... Oh no! <laughs> now we just you, made it. You were fine before. Now you just made it worse. Yeah, we made it worse. We pretty much like <laughs> put it up ourselves to actually turn the dial to eleven. I don't want your battles to be boring. I mean, someone decided to complain about battles being boring and not having that nearly dying. My, that was on my campaign, Edwin. Who complained? That the battles weren't hard enough, and you really, really liked the battles in which that in which someone nearly dies. I do like those kind of battles because it makes everything more ex- more exciting. I mean, suspenseful and so, thrilling. I mean, your your, le- your definition of excitement kind of differs from everyone else's. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. My my thing is is that Muggsy? if we're sitting there like you know just like weed whacking through enemies then what's the point it's like meh. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like there's nothing i am gonna it doesn't challenge anybody this. <laughs> i am going to note this so that when the time comes that we enter into the dungeon my character will make sure to wait until you are very very low before i yeah. consider healing you because you said you like these near-death experiences, no, well then, I, don't I will make sure it. that you will get them. <laughs> I don't per se that I want near-death experiences no. in the game. Here's the thing. It makes people, it makes the group think more on how to get away from this thing or try to like strategize better if the encounters are harder. Again, weed whacking through we enemies is not... Before. We were strategizing. Come no, in the, in the encounter. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, well, while you're just saying, let's move on. Okay. Before I explode over here. <laughs> well, I I do have something I want to ask both of you because I know there's a lot of people just up and doing this because you know they're not going a whole lot of anywhere they're watching shows and they're going on to youtube to watch stuff what are the two of you watching on youtube like what's what's your <laughs> what is your most watched thing on youtube whether it's first a channel off, or a topic first off do you want to insert bumper here yes yeah Your where's bumper. the bumper hold on mr get me, get after me for not waiting for a bumper Nope, that's not the one. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I don't have a discussion bumper, so that's going to have to be good enough. <laughs> fine, okay, fine. So, what, what are you two watching on YouTube? I don't know. It's I My subscription list in, on YouTube is like a 
plethora of different stuff. Like, I'd say, like, 25% non-English music videos. Like, K-pop, J-pop. <laughs> so a lot of music videos. A lot of music videos. There's There are some American music in there, too. But I'm a sucker for international music. Um, I'm also watching Brit <clears throat> British game shows like snippets of game shows like i watch qi i watch um what was the other one sometimes i watch the graham norton show on there uh oh yeah and then there are a couple channels that i follow that are cooking cooking uh they have certain cooking recipes so, that sounds like quite a mix of things that you're watching. Yes, and then I also watched uh, one person play Beat Saber, you know, the VR. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't have one yet, and so I kind of relived <laughs> the experience through her. Um, movie trailers, Vocaloid songs. <laughs> that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pam on brand. <laughs> this is. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's about it for me. What about you, Edwin? <laughs> okay. Um, I've just opened Townsend up my subscriptions. Yep, I do. I do watch James Townsend's and Sons. In fact, that's where I got the... Uh, was an old timey pre nineteenth century um, uh, cooking challenge that I came up with. Sort of inspired me because I was looking at some of these recipes from like the eighteenth centuries and seventeenth century, where it's like, I wonder how that tastes. And he does it in a, like in a kitchen that he built that's mimicked like a German eighteenth century kitchen, complete with hearth and all his tools. All his mixing stuff is all, all like period accurate. The other ones I'm, watch, uh, I'm watching right now, um, self sufficient me. This guy in Australia, in Queensland, Australia, he owns like, like ten acres, at in Queensland, and he does a lot of gardening. He's he has an orchard keeps livestock and when we when angela and i were trying to figure out how to do raised beds i sort of turned to what he was doing like with like um soil mixture and all that stuff and what to do i'm getting a lot of like good advice from from him on his channel what else i've got another one that i like to watch right now is um where is that dude? Dude. Oh yeah, VCG construction. <laughs> um I don't know why, but when I was looking for like when I was looking for a circular saw for the projects I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh like I was like looking, I was like what's the best circular saw and I came up with these guys. These guys are like the these guys are pretty much like your bonafide dudes. Like, like, 
Pennsylvania, like New Jersey. They sound like they should belong in a mob, you know, <laughs> you know, but they're, they're contractor construction guys. And all they do is like test tools, test like power tools, test like contractor equipment and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like heading up like, like a Milwaukee drill with a DeWalt drill and see which one, you know, like putting out like, um, you know, these huge, like five inch lags into, into hard wood and see which one will burn first or something. And, you know, it's kind of entertaining to watch these things that I would not normally do with my own tools, but they're doing it with their tools. It's like, <laughs> Hey, you know, see what happens. So those are the okay. things right now I'm watching. Um, a lot of gardening videos, a lot of like woodworking videos, construct um, tool, you know, tool videos, that sort of thing. And the occasional uh, construction fails. Oh yeah, handyman fails. Yeah. Those are fun to watch because I used to be in, in maintenance. I used to I used to do maintenance for for the company I used to I work with now, um, taking care of like an entire building. And yeah, two entire two buildings actually, and you know, I learned how to do things, and you know, with another person. So I'm watching these videos, and I'm like laughing out loud because I was like, "Why would you do that?" You know, and like trying to cheat their way to making it faster, except for they're hurting themselves. I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> what about you, Angela? What are you watching on YouTube, if any? Okay. Um. Well. Um. There's a channel called How to Cook That. Uh, the host, her name is Anne Reardon, and she's actually in Australia. Um, she goes through like um, she looks. She looks at some innovative recipes. She looks at historical recipes. Um, she gives cooking hints for like, hey, here's how this is usually done. Here's a better way to do it. Um, and then occasionally she takes like those uh, content farm recipes and tackles them. Or, you know, kind of content farm crafting videos and she kind of debunks those. Um, and sometimes it's just like, oh, hey, you totally nailed that thing you saw on Pinterest. Here's how you fix what you just did and make something better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she's she's got a lot of interesting videos. Um, occasionally, I do watch a reaction video about those content farm videos and content farm videos Holy cow, they are atrocious. They have bad advice. And content farm? Content farms. It's basically um, Five Minute Crafts is one of them. Um, there's also one called Troom Troom. But they basically pile video on top of video on top of video. And none of them is actually... A, a, lot, of the, a lot of their videos are misleading in their content. And mm. they have bad advice or dangerous advice. Or they go into uh, like people's quote unquote real stories, and you can tell that it's either lifted off of someone's Reddit, or it's completely made up, and it's just they're just bad. So mm. so people like discussing those. I've been watching some of that. I hate those kind of videos. There's a yeah. lot of, like the top ten videos. You know, like when I was looking for like. You know, when I was looking for like what you know what tool to buy and stuff like that, I ran to a I ran into a lot of those things where you could tell they were content farm. 
because it okay. would like yeah. bad voiceover or like robotic voiceover with like yeah. a lot of like stock clips that and, sort of thing. and and hmm. badly translated english yeah it was worse so, um when, of course i'm watching uh yellow's marbles marble run still um i also found a channel called how to adhd i've been enjoying that and it's help, been helping me make sense of things um okay. and okay um this is going to be one that most people are going to kind of raise their eyebrows at i don't particularly like insects but i've been watching a channel called ants canada where it's it's this guy he's actually in the philippines now he used to be living in canada but he moved back to the philippines and he's in manila and he keeps these massive intricate ant terrariums and ant paludariums and and other habitats and it's just really really fascinating even though i don't even like ants it's just absolutely fascinating watching the ants do their thing okay so yeah um and of course watching old uh, animations of uh, clips from hit critical hit uh they're just silly and fun <laughs> and there hasn't been a new one in several years, but I still go back to watch the old ones because they're fun. And that's what I've been watching on YouTube. <laughs> the, yeah. the things that we find on YouTube. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing about YouTube is that I'm spending... I watch more YouTube than any other... Like, any other, uh, you know, like streaming s streaming services out there like netflix hulu and you know and cbs all access even in uh what was that uh disney plus like i don't remember the last time i actually turned on disney plus but i can certainly remember the last time i watched youtube you know because i watch it i think more often well, than you you've also been looking for advice on how to make your stuff that's true. <laughs> but even beforehand, even when I were like doing the doing the garden, the um like home stuff, you know, a lot of the home improvement stuff I usually get from from YouTube. You know, how to do a thing, when to do a thing, you know. What is what is this thing for? You know, it's like that. And I'll just go like go on YouTube. It's like, you know, then chances are I'll find a video on it. Last time I watched Disney Plus, I believe it was DuckTales. <laughs> that's the that's the thing about YouTube. It's sad. I mean, it's sad to say it is. If you know, like, yes, it's ran by Google. Yes, I probably you know, like, I don't know how many. It's it's starting to become like every time I turn on YouTube, it's almost like TikTok, where for some crazy reason, a lot of these like <laughs> political ads start showing up because I'm watching, you know you know spending way too much time on a single video than i should instead of skipping it it's the same thing happening in youtube right now the only like when our friend uh brought his kids over to our house you know and they watched on my youtube channel guess what blippy was on my <laughs> on my youtube you know, for ever until we figured out how to erase your yeah, history or like these like kid shows were on my youtube and <laughs> you know and it's like oh my gosh now they're just completely ruined 
<laughs> yeah, we had to we had to erase your watching history yeah. so you could get back to what you wanted to see on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, funny. And now it's yeah, now it's every time I turn it on, it's like gardening videos, you know, like like woodworking videos mm-hmm. and and you know and you know construction stuff. That's actually stuff. relevant to you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you know. Like it used to be like. You know, I'm still seeing the occasional like IT stuff in there because I do watch some IT videos too. But yeah, well, okay, well, <laughs> I, I gotta say, I am hungry. I've got a game <laughs> in like twenty. All right, minutes. okay. All right, well, so we well, got we got to wrap up. Wrap up. <laughs> Angela wants to leave now. I want to eat Poo-poo. before my game. I don't want to be late. All right. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We're happy you uh, came back and keep listening. Um, if you're if you're looking for uh, more of us and and looking to interact with us, you can find me Angela at Pleasant Doom on the Twitterverse. My name is Pam. You can also uh, find me in the Twitterverse, Panda Cat Dragon One. You can also check out the Instagram. Uh, for this uh, podcast, it's under Panda Cat Dragon. And you can reach me on Twitter at, at, at TCitiesEdwin. And stay tuned for a new Instagram thing because apparently. Apparently, you got to create an Instagram. I got to create a new Instagram thing. So I'll release that in our next episode. And you can see what I've been building. And you can probably see what I've been building on the uh, on the other. Uh, on this account for this, uh, for this podcast. And I'm sure it won't be the last things I'll be building before the winter is done. <laughs> so, if you want to reach us directly, you can also email us um, dungeondiners at gmail.com or we have a Facebook page that we don't use a whole lot right now, but it's Legend Creators. Uh, that is our Facebook page. Um, yeah, thanks again for joining us. We're happy you were here for Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye. Bye. Bye.